The Lord said to Moses, I will bring judgment on all the gods in the land, so that my wonders may multiply. This is the key to understanding God's plan behind the disasters. Ten plagues against ten false gods men has made for themselves. This is the fourth plague from the book of Exodus, chapter 8. The fourth plague of the flies began like this. The Lord said to Moses, Confront Pharaoh and say to him, This is what the Lord says, Let my people go so that they may worship me. If you do not let my people go, I will send swarms of flies on you and your officials and your people and into your houses. The houses of Egyptians will be full of flies. Even the ground will be covered with them. But on that day, I will deal differently with the land of Goshen, where my people live. The Lord says, no swarm of flies will be there so that you will know that I, the Lord, am in this land. I will make a distinction between my people and your people, between God and Pharaoh. This sign will occur tomorrow. God decided on tomorrow this time. And the Lord did this. Dense swarm of flies poured into Pharaoh's palace and into the house of his officials and throughout Egypt. The land was ruined by the flies. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Go, sacrifice to your God here in this land. So Pharaoh was saying, Go, but go here in this land. But Moses said, That would not be right. The sacrifices we offered to the Lord our God would be detestable to the Egyptians. And if we offer sacrifices that are detestable in their eyes, will they not stone us? We must take a three-day journey, Moses said, into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God as he commands us. Moses was uh, wise enough to notice a trap set by Pharaoh here in the land against the religious practice of his people. So Pharaoh said, I will let you go to offer sacrifices to the Lord your God in the wilderness, but you must not go very far. Now pray for me. Moses replied, As soon as I leave you, I will pray to the Lord, and tomorrow the flies will leave Pharaoh and his officials and his people. A note here, what was mentioned here where the flies were leaving did not include the ground or the land. So Moses said, Only let Pharaoh be sure that he does not act deceitfully against by not letting the people go to offer sacrifice to the Lord. Moses was saying, Do not cheat or trick us again. Then Moses left Pharaoh and prayed to the Lord, and the Lord did what Moses asked. The flies left Pharaoh and his officials and his people. Not a fly remained. Again, the ground or the land is not mentioned here. But this time also Pharaoh hardened his heart and would not let the people go to worship God. Pharaoh ruled over the land. He made the rules and he told Moses to go here, but don't go very far. You can do what you can do, but stay here in my land. And he idolized the way he could rule over his own land. This is the idolatry being exposed and judged by God. The land and the rule of his own authority are the false gods which the Pharaoh worshipped and idolized. In his own capacity to rule over a piece of land which he owned, which was the country of Egypt, as it goes, was very big. It was his country, his nation, his kingdom, his pride, and his authority. And he idolized his own power. 
that he could rule in this land. He idolized this ruling power in the land like a god, his own false god. Pharaoh was obsessed with his own rule and his own world. Everything in that domain simply go according to his control and his plans, or his direction and his directives and his commands. And when he idolized his own rule, there was no room left for the rule of God. This is a contest of rules and the rightful ownership of the land. At the beginning of this fourth plague, God's rule was reissued. Moses was instructed to confront and take the initiative to go to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh was reminded what was God's command, to let his people go, to worship. This reiteration, I believe, was not a coincidence. This is a contest of rightful rule on the basis of land ownership. Because whoever owns the land makes the rule. So God reminded Pharaoh what his rule is again in the land that he has created. And so God's command was to take the Hebrew out of the land, let them go, so that rightfully, under God's own rule, his people may worship in a dedicated land space, a type of church zoning or sanctuary land space, if you will. Let my people go to worship me, God says. This is a warning before the plague comes. It wasn't just about going or leaving. It wasn't even about escaping labor or slavery or over how God's people were being mistreated. It was about worship. And God's people eventually had the freedom to go and to worship. Since their worship and sacrifice to God appeared detestable and unacceptable to the people in the land by the laws there and according to the customs there. So God freed his people to go, to worship God. The land and its rule matters to God. It matters to God when his people together say, God bless this whole nation, this whole country, Lord bless it. It matters to God when people say, God save our leader. Be they man or woman, save them. Save them with the love of your gospel that they may rule as you do, God. If they will accept your rule, the rule of your gospel love in their lives, save them, Lord. It matters to God when his people together say, God, keep our land. God, you be the keeper of our land. All according to your rule, according to your authority, O Lord. Your righteous and unbiased justice, your kind and loving leadership, that does not exploit with greed, you lead for the people's lives and their well-being, even with eternal life in mind for all of us. Lord, keep our land, bless our nations, save our leaders. It matters to God. It matters to God what are the laws and the rules made in the land according to the commandments of God. If you name any country, it is known by the government within the boundaries of those land spaces. National boundaries are landmarks, known by the existing rules which govern within it. Even the housing market or natural resources and energy industry are affected by land space in that way. And this is how scripture speaks into this subject. Whoever owns a piece of land gets to make the rules over it.
and men and women who wish to rise in power, sometimes tyrannical power, succumb under greed to exploit or monopolize. There is institution and legislation that are legal rules of law made in the land. And these things also come from the heart if they disobey God as a type of false worship. Authority in the land can also become a false god for anyone. And the message in the plague of the flies is not merely God's power over the flies or the nature, but rather God's rule must govern over all the lands. Every place on earth must be surrendered to worship God by submitting to God's rule. Some boundaries and landmarks are not political or resourceful by nature. For example, physical office space are governed by company policies. Houses and apartments are boundaries for families. Rooms are boundaries by rent for tenants, sometimes. Even homes and personal spaces are places that everyone must submit to the rule of God and worship. There are many types of land space, and they must all come under the rule of God. The purpose of the plague of the flies is to reveal this issue. Land space, the rule within it, to be submitted to God in worship. God calls for every type of personal or corporate space to submit under His rule and worship be it a country or a nation like it was for Pharaoh, no matter the political system, the resources of its land space, or the places where we operate a business or live in, we are all called by God to submit the way we rule to the rule of God according to His commandments in the Bible. God's call goes out to everyone. Governing officials and public servants, business or company owners and managers, families and homeowners, even temporary residents renting for a living space. All the things in the world that occupy land space must come under the rule of God. Even a jail cell and a prisoner within a space, everyone can say, Lord, I submit to you in this place, into your rule and into your authority to protect me. Teach me to do as you command like you do. O God, in the land of Goshen. And God says, I will make a distinction between my people and everyone else, the people in my land and everyone and everywhere else. God says, My people I will protect and I will bless, because I am in the land with them. Land ownership comes with the duty to worship God. To many real estate owners, You must recognize it is both a gift and a duty from God. And the call of God is to submit your rule over that lane to His command. The Lordship of Jesus Christ is a profoundly loving authority that rule well for the subject. So lovingly well that Jesus Himself, the King and Ruler, Lord over all His subjects, He would die for them to save them from their sins. So the Father raised him to life in resurrection and gives him the crown of glory. Jesus had no space of his own on earth, no room to lay his head asleep. But he is given the rule to the kingdom of heaven. Jesus Christ, 
often referred to as Lord, the Lord of all. This is true and in the gospel, indeed very fitting. The traditional definition of lordship is the owner of a piece of land, and Christ is the Lord over all, over all the lands. To worship is to acknowledge the lordship of Jesus Christ over us and over all the lands that we live in. And man is also made from dust on the ground in the land. Once we die, we return to the dust also. The lordship of Jesus is over us as his people, as much as his lordship which rules over all the lands. Christ is rightfully lord over all lands, all spaces, and all people. So profound is the lordship of Jesus over all the earth that his authority extends even beyond the legacy of mankind. From the day God gave life into Adam, when he was first made from the dust and the ground, so profound is the lordship of Jesus Christ that he asked the Father and he sent the Holy Spirit of the living God to reside in man who was made from dust in the land. Now, every man is called to rule the land space that is delegated to him by the Spirit of God, whom God has given to be with us if we indeed love and obey the commandments of Jesus Christ. And to deviate from this command to rule by the Spirit of God leads every other man down the path like Pharaoh into judgment of destructive powers, even in seismic proportion of plagues and pandemic if necessary according to God. You can love your country by loving God first, the same way you are to love your neighbor, in obeying the word of God and his rule in everything God has commanded according to the Bible. You can govern with honor whatever space that is yours, only by honoring God's rule over all the lands. And the plague of the flies in Egypt, according to the Bible, like any plagues that we experience, is always a living reminder that there is no rule but God's at the highest and everlasting. Power to judge and mercy to protect.